0: This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lune Shmat Malka Bat Hana. from her Neshama HaVen Aliyah. Uh, also, living in Shmuel Yerachmiel Dyan of Gedalia and Tzion Benema, Rav Shalom Ben Yamina, Rav Daniel Ben Sara, and Rav Simchan Nelson Ben Sizel Khanabatadel, And also, we're adding a new name. Everybody should pray for him. Mayor, Mayor Tuvia Ben Chaya. And also, successor Yerachmiel Ben LeShem of Novak, Adi Abun LeShem, Emet Ben LeShem, Shefah Ben LeShem, Reina Malkov Tov success also of and also bizrat december 20th we are in god willing new york very excited for the event and please share and rate the podcast today today i'm going to talk about a really really great concept my morning was a little bit uh scrambled but i felt like there's i was almost not going to do the class because i came i had to take my kids to school my wife got food poisoning etc but i said i got to do this class it's so important and it's, it's such a great concept. The book that it's going to be called for is Sound and Vibration. This book is by Rabdov Bear Pinson. And it talks about sounds and vibration. And why is it so important that we speak things out? Not only do we hear music. Number one, music is known as, a, as, a, as also to be able to kill pain. It brings endorphins. Why do we listen to music? Because we, we want to get into the relaxed, more of a relaxed state. Why do we, what, what makes us more relaxed? When well, we're not thinking about ourselves, and we're not thinking about every problem in life that you have to deal with, whether in the past or in the future, etc. So, pretty much music has that ability to kill pain. Kill the ego. Kill the, the ego is the one making all the problems at the end of the day. It's just the ego. Ego make, makes you always need rationality. You always need So, music is a healthy way to kill pain. I use... I use music all the time, I have a podcast, I use them to a, a, a list every single time, like my, my, my Spotify list. when I do is, it because it gets my mind more settled, it's not making me think about every little thing. So there is concept. So that also, when you say something, also it has an effect on you, the more you believe in it, it physically can affect you. Rabbi Nachman said this many times, he said, a person's faith is known by his mouth. So saying things, we're going to talk about how to develop and how to really break a pattern and create a positive mantra. This is very similar to Rabbi Rush's book, A New Light, but Rabbi Pinson has a different angle to it. And I think it's really, really effective. I've done this many times. I've done this many times without knowing this book. Where any specific um, pattern in my life where, where, where it's been running the show... For example right now i need to figure one to be able to concentrate but i've done one for for example when i've had issues with trust right i've said many times a person surrounded a, a person who trusts in god is surrounded with mercy i've had times when i've said resentment i've said do not take revenge do not take revenge basically when you take re- when you take when you have resentment you're basically taking revenge against somebody. The Torah commands us that we're not allowed to hold anger in our hearts. So I would say that mantra over and over and over again. Whereas, times that I needed faith, I would say a person of faith has abundant blessings. Where it's a person of building my self esteem, I would say. I would focus on my, I would always say uh, you have a portion of divine. You come from greatness, so you are great. Because you come from greatness, you have greatness in you. I would say that. So there's these mantras I'd say, basically, wherever I am in, where I see a dominant, dominant situation in my life that needs a constant repair, or it needs a shift in pattern, a shift in, in consciousness. Or, you know, sometimes when you're, you're in front of a big, a lot of people, instead of saying I'm anxious, I'm excited. Basically, you're breaking that pattern from anxiety to excitement. Okay, if we look at our problems, if we just said I'm so excited by this problem, opportunity to grow, what an opportunity to grow! It wouldn't you would completely you would feel differently, you would, etc. So we're going to talk about how to develop it. The exercise here is you're going to have to develop, you're going to have to ask yourself, what is the number one issue that you are dealing with? If it's self-esteem, you need to, you need to always sing with what you got. You could, maybe your mantra could be, um, your mantra, Azamra, I will sing with what I have. Azamra, I will sing with what I have. I will sing with my good points. If it's fear, a person whose trust is surrounded with mercy. If it's resentment, you should say to yourself, do not hold, do not hold anger in your heart. Right? There's a passage that, that tells us we're not allowed to take revenge. Anytime you're holding revenge, they can, you're holding... If, it's, if you're having a tough time with the past, you should say a person of faith has abundant blessings. And the reason why we're not seeing light in those areas of our lives is because we are lacking light. And there's, a, there's an ingrained pattern of negativity in our subconscious, that has been created and has not been broken. And remember, the only way that you can break your subconscious is with your conscious mind. So you, you physically have to re-record. You, have, you can't yell at the tape recorder because it's telling you it's exactly what you've been saying. And unfortunately, this is something that we've all programmed. You're not, I don't think anybody's, uh, they, they raise people for, you know, Breakthrough sessions when you're in college or in high school, you know, you you learn, you learn on the way. So this is what we're going to do today. So number one, the, this, what he takes this, he takes this concept from Rabbi, um, Rabbi Israel Solanter, who was really, really the head of the Musa movement. And he created this concept. So the first step, the first step is we have to focus on Instead of again we have to focus on the trait that we want to overcome instead of ju- for example if it's judging other people whatever it is whatever your trait is you have to number one get self knowledge about exactly what it is that issue what is the trait is it if you have a hard time committing relationships you're not trusting you know or, or you know you're not trusting yourself you're just not trusting the process you're too stuck on where am i going to make a mistake if if i make a mistake it's doomsday <laughs> Another thing I always say: I either win or I learn. But I'm gonna take massive action, one way or another. I will get either either experience, which will lead me to success, or I will get the victory. But I'm going to take massive action, and I've, I've, that has been tremendously proven in a lot of Baruch Hashem, a lot of success that I've had today in every area of my life where I've taken massive action. There has been success at the end. Sometimes it came through a detour. Sometimes it came through the hub lane, but I got there. Guaranteed, in every area of my life where I've taken this action, I've seen tremendous amount of mercy. Where I haven't taken action, I have been stuck. So remember that. So think about what your number one issue is. Think about it, self-esteem, whatever it is. So that's the first thing you have to have. The number one step is self-knowledge. Getting to know thyself and all the issues that you're required. Okay, so the way we do that is we, we figure out what aspect of a character needs to be worked on. To initiate this process of self-discovery, and honest evaluation, you should sit down, review it, and look at your pattern. We always say, watch game film. We don't watch game film. Why do they watch game film the next day? The game is over. I'm sure the dolphins are going to watch game film tomorrow, to, today, to see what happened last night. What happened in the game? What's happening? What patterns are you happening? What patterns in your life do you constantly see? If you're constantly, you know, not going through when when you should be going through, if you're constantly, if you're sabotage, whatever it is, I can't do that for you. You have to identify the problem. You have to identify what the issue is, if it's a codependency issue. So where's the fear of abandonment? So we have to identify the issue. It's very, very important. That's the purpose of a cheshmon and nefesh. That's the purpose of his bodhidut, really, really getting to understand what the pattern is. And you could see today, people don't want to do that. Why? Because it's a little painful. But at the end of the day, if I don't know where I am, how can I fix it? So this is where all the resistance to not deal with this, and not have it, just run from one thing to the other. No, you have to deal with it, because you can't change something you're not aware of. You cannot change something you're not aware of. And luckily, our creator shows us the same gift over and over again, and he shows you the same problem over and over again in every area, every aspect of your life. For example, yesterday I, there was a specific lady who, 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 who I took, a, we took a session with them, and this specific lady was constantly complaining. Nothing, she didn't see nothing good in her job, in her, in her husband. Just completely, the guy could win the Nobel Prize, well, why didn't you win it faster? Nothing the guy could do is right. So what happens? Of course, He told her, you need, to do, you need to work on yourself. You, read, you, need, to read to, you need to read Tom or Devorah. You're not seeing the good points in yourself. You're not seeing the good points in people. So of course, negativity attracts negativity. The new problem is she got fired from work, even though she thought she was the greatest at work. So you could see, clearly the problem is not, can't be the work and the husband and everything else and her kids, everything else going south can't be that the whole world is against you. can't be you just woke up on a bad day and the whole world's against you. No, this is teaching you, obviously, what is happening in your life. This is an area that is happening and it's attracting these situations in your life in order for you to change it. This is why we have to say thank you for our problems. This is why we have to say thank you, because it allows us to get enough leverage on what we need to change. So the first step is sit down, figure out who you are, scream ayeka, whatever it is, what is the issue? Is it too much judgment? Is it too much fear? Whatever it is in your life, that is the first step. Figure out what you need, what is, what is blocking it. And then what we're going to do is then we're going to pick up a verse, a very positive verse in the Torah to, to break that pattern. Because remember, how do you get out of darkness practically? What is the advice of our sages? to tell us how do you get out of a, the Torah has a tremendous power of just saying the words of Torah to create a new reality. So how do you break a per, per you, you, you physically have, you could, by truth. So when you say honestly the opposite, you're able to now break that pattern because what created the problem was the a, a lack of faith, a lack of uh, believing itself. What's gonna change the pattern, what's gonna change the pattern is us going in completely the other direction. Does that make sense? The completely other direction. If you're the person that's a completely, completely, your heart is blocked. open up my heart, God. Open, yeah, that's, you have to scream, open up my heart, open up my heart, with tremendous amount of conviction. If you have a closed heart, you should be screaming out, open up, I want, I want this, I nothing open. You have to basically go with conviction why do we say specifically, we're talking about why specifically we want to say this loud in conviction and energy, which we'll talk about, is because when you say something and you believe it and you add emotion, there's a tremendous, there's a completely different effect. There's an effect when you say something with, with conviction. When I say a class, I'm in. I feel the words, I believe the words, as our sages say, our bones, my bones my bones feel i feel my bones in my prayers i can feel the bones i can feel the intensity i can feel every essence of myself doing something i'm engaged very very important so the first step is to find out what it is the second step is pick a subject from the torah that is completely the other direction pick a subject pick a pick a pick a, a verse between you and me why are we supposed to be so energized in prayer and at the end of the day i've said this many times that i re- taught, learnt, view, when you're reading a siddur all you're really reading is a bunch of affirmations so when you're saying these words they should really penetrate your heart and you should really be a, a changed person how do you know you're a changed person when you pray is when, you're, when you feel completely more energetic. Because at the end of the day, if I'm saying a person who trusts in God is surrounded with mercy, I should be like, let's go! <laughs> let's go! If I yell, you know, uh, taher libeinu, uh, taher libeini, a person's heart is rectify my heart. I should be able to have, create so much space in my heart for everybody and create a place of, of non-judgment. So you have to now pick a verse. I just gave you many verses that I recommend. You know, you could talk about the portion of Azamra. I will sing with you. If you're failing at everything, start singing with what you got. Start seeing all the good points in yourself. Program yourself to say, Azamra, I sing with what I have, not what I don't have. I sing. If that's your issue in gratitude, start singing Azamra all day long. Because we're gonna add, we're not only gonna say the words, we're gonna learn about it, and then we're gonna add the tune, and that's gonna be the new mantra. You know, I think the uh, in that world, uh, in the Buddhists, they say um, obstacles make me stronger. Ums, um, obstacles make me stronger, right? They have these, they have these ten- they have these mantras that we but also. We can do the same thing. So pick the problem. Now identify a verse in the the Torah that you really like. And now start learning about that. What you want to get is completely obsession with obsession, obsession with the other way. We want to, most importantly, re-change patterns. I would recommend, if the, the majority of the world is stuck in fear, I would recommend saying a person who trusts God Is surrounded with mercy. That's what I would recommend. If your problem is fear, you should focus on trusting in God. You will be surrounded with mercy. How will you be surrounded with mercy? Because you will either get experience or you will get a victory. But you will get something. Inaction gets you nothing but more, more, more evidence that you're not taking any action in your life. Basically, action is the cure for fear. Action is the cure for fear. That is the cure. If you want a cure for fear, it's called action. Inaction, just constantly, you're feeding feeding the fears. Every time you take an inaction, feeding the fears. For example, my book. Tremendous amount of opposition going in there. So I said, you know what? It's too, right now, I'm not at the level to write a crazy book like this. I'm going to start with 365 meditations. I'll take my favorite quotes and really take the quotes, write a paragraph on, on each one of them, and it's easier, people, people don't have a head right now for a book, I don't know if they do, and right away I got into action, and I'm almost done with it. So you could see, just a flip in the switch, make it Simpson, go smaller, contract the light, and get into action. Instead of saying, I can't do this. Because everything has a formula, guys. Right now, I'm not, at that, right now, I'm not at that level right now to write that kind of book on, on trauma. And all. It's just not right now. I'll get there. But right now, this was the calling in heaven. And it's funny, as soon as that came out, all of a sudden, I'd see 360. I'd like all of a sudden, Amazon, best, uh, 365 by, by this guy, um, Ryan Holiday. And David Hawkins just came out with the 365. To, so it's funny, when you go in the right direction, now the, God shows you everywhere, this is exactly what you should have been doing. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing. We, just ha- we have to not avoid the resistance. We have to plow through it. The more you plow through it, and just don't be afraid, just plow through it, you'll see the openings at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's Rab Nachman 101. So the second step again, pick a pick a verse, pick a teaching in the Torah that you really, really like. Another one could be En Yush Beulam and breast will be sing. There's no despair in the world. Right? We, there's no despair. It's a song, it's it's you go to Bre- you go to Uman, everybody's singing, Ain Yush Beulam. There's no no despair in the world. So if you're a person that's going through tremendous grief and you have despair, that should be it. There's a lot of them that we could pick. Depends on the problem, but now we have to pick something really, really because at the end of the day, if you're in a boat your mind is like a... Whether in, in the, you know, in the eastern circles, they, they used to call people monkey brain. In the, in the Hasidic circles, they say a horse brain because they were dealt with horses. You need an anchor. You need an anchor. You need to anchor your mind when your mind is going everywhere. You need to anchor. Like the B'al says, go to the Word. Go to the Word. Go to an anchor. Go to the anchor. Number three third step is, now now that this step introduces a more important, now, find out everything about that situation find everything about that Pusak, find everything, learn everything about trust, learn everything about, you know get, get, a, get real, real conviction like wherever you focus that's where your energy goes get, if it's self-love Talk, read every book on compassion. Get enough leverage where now, remember, because now we're creating a new pattern. Get enough conviction on this. Because remember, if I just read, say, or if I just see a person surrounded in mercy, and I'm not reading information to really, really confirm, confirm and to strengthen that belief, right, at the end of the day I can fall out. Because what happens, we're still fighting with the subconscious, which the subconscious is basically pulling you The opposite. How do you know that you have a subconscious thought? Any negative thought is not coming from your conscious mind. Where is any negative thought coming from? Think about it. Anytime you have a negative thought, you're not coming, it's not coming from your conscious mind. It's coming from your subconscious. Because a a a positive thought, it's called presence. You're in the present moment. But any negative thought is coming from the subconscious mind. Remember that concept. So that's the third step. Third step is now learn about it. Mm -hmm. Rabbi Rush, for example, says, has a whole book uh, called The New Light. And he says, the person is having a hard time with simcha. He should do a SWOT analysis. He should talk about all the positive things simcha does and all the negative things simcha does to a person. And then... Learned so much about it that now you're taking enough leverage to not go in that direction. Again, Simcha is another one. A great, tan, a great mantra is, right? All happy people are successful. So if you're going through a, a form of sadness, or etc., scream out. All happy people are successful. And learn everything about Simcha. Learn everything about Simcha just to go break that pattern. Because when you're gonna get that negative thought, not only is it gonna be easier for you, but when you do get the negative thought, you're not even gonna recognize this. And you know when I did this? I remember now, I'm remembering when I did this. I was, 12 years ago, I had adrenal insufficiency. I was so exhausted, just completely exhausted. And I listened to this book by Jack Canfield, And I don't know, chicken soup for the soul. And I don't know, somebody sent me this meditation. And basically the meditation wrote that for 30 minutes a day, you should say, I have energy. I have energy, I have energy, I have energy, I have energy, I have energy. And I did this for 30 minutes straight. Every day. It was just crazy. I did it, I didn't, didn't stop it. I was so desperate for energy. And I said it, I said it, because what was happening before I would say, I'm tired. And then right away you, you took, I'm tired, right away you feel you, you're, you're gonna go either rest or you're just reaffirming that pattern. And I recognized it almost became a pattern of every time I said, something didn't go out of my way, oh, I'm exhausted, I'm tired. And then go straight into that the mode. It's pretty much today where you see everybody going to lunch exactly at 12, even if they're hungry even if they're not in my office you could have a breakfast at 11 12 oh look but you just stay. so what happened is after 30 days i started i had I told myself i have energy i have energy so much times that when it came to being i've tired i was tired instead of getting the negative thought i was getting to say no you have energy and it was like it was like i, I literally reprogrammed my subconscious mind so this is the same thing that we could do for ourselves. Jack Canfield has a whole meditation on this 12 years ago. But this is what he's saying is here, he's doing with that. So number three, find out everything you're going to find out about that topic. Study that topic for 10 minutes a day. If it's trust, read Sharbi tahun. Read the Gates of Trust. Read the, the, the Base Slave on Trust. Read Fail Fast, Fail Often. Read whatever. If it's self-esteem, read Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. Read everything so you're getting reaffirming. Remember, just like you want to go buy a new car and you're looking for a red Porsche, you will see red Porsches everywhere. But if you're not looking for a red Porsche, you will not see one because your mind focuses on what you you see. It's amazing how that happens. It's the craziest thing in the world. When you're in a positive mindset and you see positive people, you like you'll find like the, you'll find Everything will, will will just you'll find a way to find the benefit of the doubt, and the positive thing of all this is once you start doing this, you start having more energy because you're not giving into the negativity. You're not giving into the negativity. That's the third thing. And the fourth thing, now that you've resonated a teaching or saying from the from the Torah, okay. Now, start. Now he's saying here, start also chanting it and visualizing it. Like, picture yourself, we're going to do an exercise here. Picture yourself, like, you know, picture yourself, like, learning, like, getting very, very with passion. I'm sorry, the fourth step, the fifth step is, is singing it and visualizing it. The fourth step is, learn the ins and outs of it. Let's do this again. First step is identify it. Second step is choose a topic. The third step is learn absolutely the truth about this topic. The fourth step is to learn the ins and outs of this teaching, like we just said, with excitement, passion, and harnessing the imagination. And the fifth step is going to be to repeat this over and over with a nigan, with a jingle, with a nigan. Repeat this over and over with a nigger This is a very common thing in breast of circles. Repeat it over and over with a nigger A person of trust has abundant mercy. A man of faith has abundant blessing. I have, I, I'm going to sin with what I have. Uh, a, a happy person is successful. All happy people are successful. But not all successful people are happy. Pick the worst. Pick that, pick that anchor in your life. And go over it, and over it, and over it, and over it, and over it. Put some music to it. Get your subconscious, your conscious mind alive into it. That's what you need, we need to do. And there's, oh, I promise you, you have one of these things that you need, to, you need to reprogram. And what I've seen this practically is I've seen, it's not that the person, it doesn't have the potential for it, but... It's that the person is just constantly stuck on, their, on a negative pattern. So this is what you have to do. Now, what he gives us, he gives us a specific example of a of a practice, right? He gives us a practice. So he's doing this with the word, well, What that means is purify our hearts Render it transparent so that we could serve you in truth. So if you think that this is what the one he's choosing in his exercise. Purify my heart, right? What does it mean to be have a pure heart? How does a pure heart look like in a relationship? Does it look like judgmental? Does it look like stuck in the past? Or does it look like open? Does it look like open? Imagine you showing up to a relationship with a pure heart. With with nothing but a pure heart, an open heart, instead of getting triggered by every comment that your husband makes or your wife makes. Imagine what a pure heart looks like to you. So how would we do it now? So he says here, purify your heart. That's the, that's the verse that he chooses. Okay? First, think about what the words mean. What does it mean to purify my heart? What does that mean in your life? What does that mean? Pretty much means to take the, every negative thing that has happened to you and let it go, isn't it? If I have yesterday's worries on my mind, can I walk into today with energy? No, because that space is filled. Anytime we have a bad mood, it's because we have not let go of something. Why do we have a bad mood? Think about it practically. What makes us have a bad mood? Believe me, I'm a specialist in knowing how to fight bad moods. What makes you have a bad mood? You're holding something, something body said something, you got triggered, something didn't go away. It's that feeling that something was not processed. It's an anger, it's a resentment, something's happening that's blocking your heart. So, what we do is when we say, Tahir we're opening up ourselves to a new reality. And this is what Rav says. The Dalet versus the Hay. The Dalet is the blocked heart. Right? We add the Yud, which is the positive thought, it becomes a Hey. A new reality. First think about what the words mean. Open yourself up to listen and be receptive about these deeper teachings. Allow the words to speak to you. Make them personal. Think about how, you, how your heart is so often closed or blocked. Think about how your heart is so frequently lifeless. At the end of the day, what did we... we, Rabbi Arush had a beautiful class yesterday on on Hanukkah. What makes a person become a Greek? What makes a person become a Greek? It's very simple. Children, when they see their parents, they're serving whatever they're doing to serve their Creator. If they're just doing it with no happiness... You're not religious enough. You're not doing this. You're not doing this, and everybody else is having fun, having the Olympics. Why in the world would you stay home? So what? When you have when you have an open heart, that equates to 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 being present, having simcha in everything you do. But when you have a closed heart, go pray with a closed heart. See what that looks like to you. Go go see what that looks like. No life, no pulse. Imagine if I, I was just talking like this every day. We're talking about the Rashi. Rashi's comment on this is. How many followers do you think we would have? Not too many. An open heart is essential. Open heart allows you to reignite everything. You don't have a heart. You don't have passion. What happens? Whatever we don't have passion in, we end up losing. Think about what it means in your life. Use your full range in thoughts and imagination. Think about the times where you were not authentic with yourself. Now slowly chant these words over and over. Chant them in a fever, excitement. What does it mean to live in a place of truth? Repeat this over and over again. Having a closed heart means being stuck in the past. Being stuck in something, being stuckness. That cold closes the heart. So what we need to do is David and Melech always says my heart is always hollow. My heart is always open. Did David and Melech ever hold resentment? And he had the whole world go against him. Did he have resentment? He kept on telling his creator, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open to receive. Because remember, when you have an open heart, you're open to receive. You're open to receive love. You're open to receive new opportunities. New everything. But when we close our heart, we close the possibility of anything new coming to us. That is the problem. We cannot give if you have a closed heart. So we have to fix this dysfunctional relationship. And this is where he says, feel the words in your bones. Continue this practice over and over. So here he picked the word, the tahir libeinu. The tahir libeinu. Purify my heart so I can connect to the truth. Another verse we could say, what is that really saying? Divorce the story, marry the truth. When I'm saying, when I'm saying purify my heart, what am I telling myself subconsciously? Divorce your story, Marry the truth. Stop making excuses. Start making adjustments. Stop BSing yourself. By coming up with an excuse why you don't want to take action in your life. It's all excuses. It's all the rational mind. But the rational mind closes off the heart. <laughs> it, gives, it, it keeps everything rational. So this is where, if you don't have this, if you don't really change the pattern, it's very hard now, what happens if you walk into a, a, a new relationship with a closed heart? It's, it's better that you shouldn't be in that relationship. Because all of a sudden, you become the self-centered person in that relationship. And this is what happens. So this is where our job in our lives is to work on it. What happens if you go into a business deal with somebody with, and you don't trust? It just looks horrific. It's mistakes, it's panic, it's worry. I'm dealing somebody with a business deal today. And that person has no trust in God. And it's just, it's annoying, draining the, you know what, out of me. Because all day long, this can go wrong, and that can go wrong, and this can go wrong. What happens if this happens? Oh my God, I'm panicking, I'm I'm not your coach here. I never forget this, one time in my gambling days, it's a cute story. There was this guy, we were in a table, and I will never forget this. Maybe it was all meant to be so I get that example. There was a Puerto Rican guy, there was a Chinese guy. Again, no, we're not it just happened to be those people. We're not saying anything about Puerto Ricans, we're not saying anything about Chinese. And all of a sudden this the, the Chinese guy is playing like $5,000 a hand. The Puerto Rican guys not saying Chinese guys have more money than Puerto Ricans. The Puerto Rican guys like playing like $100 a hand. And this Puerto Rican guy, he's sitting there nervous <laughs> and he's completely, <laughs> every, every hand, oh my God, what should I do? Sweating this. And the Chinese guy is going nuts because he's thinking now he's screwing up my luck. So he said, listen, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars that I should never see you again. <laughs> You're screwing up my luck. So you could see this guy, he was draining the energy on the table. The Chinese guy gave him $1,000. He said, here you go. I don't ever want to see you again. Of course, the Puerto Rican took the $1,000 and left. But it goes to show you when we're dealing with people who are, not, who are insecure, it's almost like, here, take the money, get lost. Just please, I can't deal with it. Because it drains, fear drains energy. Fear drains. When you're going into insecure in relationships and you are insecure, you are draining, you're draining the vitality of people. You're draining the vitality of your soul, and it's all false evidence appearing real. And it's all about nothing. It's all fantasy. That is the craziest thing. Rabbi Nachman says, a person of fear will lose his energy. He will lose his energy and he will make mistakes. So you have to get enough leverage in your life to stop feeding the fears and start fueling the future. Fuel the future. Pick a, ter- pick a verse. Go heavy duty into it. I've done this myself without even knowing this. A dominant thing in my life. Whether it's Shalom um, Bayit, Azamra. I'm all day long in Azamra. I changed that pattern from resentment to Azamra. Whether it's any fear, again, straight into Bitachon. And once, you're, once you have this formula it's wonderful because you're just it's just a matter of time. The formula works, your mind is freed, and you end up with a W. At the end of the day, you will end up with a W. But any kind of negativity, it's not there for us. Remember, negative emotions are not there so you can hang out there and feed them. They're there to break the pattern. Negative emotions telling you in Latin the word emotion means. To move. That means you need to move in the other direction. So it's exactly what he's telling us here. Whatever your situation is, move the other direction. Even when you work out, you can have a, a, ta- a mantra. I love pain. Pain sets me free. So you could you could do the same workout. Enjoy the burn. Enjoy the burn. You know how much difference is when you start saying enjoy the burn and you're working out, you'll actually enjoy the burn. Instead of saying, Oh my God, it's burning, I can't I stop. Enjoy the burn. People use this physical exercise. Come up with that, come up with that tantra. Come up with a tantra. Come up with, with the verse. If you have a problem with, 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 with this bodhidut, you could say a person's words are the vessels, and the vessels are the shefa for the, for the person. Whatever it is in your life, if you're having a hard time with this, go the other way with a strong mantra. Tomorrow I will not be here. It's my son's birthday, but tomorrow tonight itself is a very very special day. It's the 19th of Kislev. It's the day that the Alter Rebbe got got out of jail, and it's it's a very special day because it represents that heaven gave the permission of Chassidus to be published. So that's a we're all we're all here because of Chassidus today. So it's a, very, tonight, it's a very, tonight and tomorrow, it's a very special day for breakthroughs. It's a day that the, the Alto got out of jail, it's a Mag- the Magad's it's site, a, It's a very, very auspicious day to re-energize the fuel so we get into Hanukkah, not like, you know, where's the menorah? You know, where's the candle? Like, hey, what do you mean, where's the menorah, where's the candle? You're already in that prime zone. You're already in that prime zone. Have a great day.